What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Doctrine for Dummies, where we like to discuss practical doctrine for everyday people. We believe that theology should not only be interesting, but should be easy to apply to our lives. If you are looking to dive deeper into your faith and your understanding of the gospel without being bored to death by some old guy, this is definitely the podcast for you. I am truly overjoyed that you've joined us for this episode. Now let's get pumped up for Doctrine for Dummies. Hey, welcome back to Doctrine for Dummies. This is episode number three, and my name is Mike. I am your host of this podcast. I just want to thank you for joining us. Man, I am excited, blessed. Man, it is so cool to see uh, that people are actually enjoying this. Uh, It's been a fun project for me to kind of get going, and I'm just excited to see what God does with it. Man, on, on Spotify, we already have 30 subscribers, which is crazy to me. Thought I'd maybe have two at this point. Getting some written reviews on Apple Podcast. Hey, if you could please just do me a favor. If you're enjoying this, if you're a friend of mine or, or whatever, please subscribe on all platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And then on Apple Podcasts specifically, please give me a written review. Uh, that is huge for uh, my ability to get this podcast out there for people to hear it. And so if you could do that, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. But today I want to talk about a biblical call to holiness, a biblical call to holiness. And I know you hear that and you're like, oh, scary, a biblical call to holiness. And and I don't think we need to look at it that way. Uh, for me, I, I grew up in the church and whether this was explicitly or explained or not, for some reason, what I internalized about a call to holiness or God commanding us to follow his commands and all of that sort of stuff, I internalized it as it's either you pursue holiness or else. Like choose to do what the Bible says or whatever, or you will suffer the consequence. Now, I understand that is in a sense true. Um, There is obviously uh, punishment for sin and for consequences for decisions that we make. I understand that's true. But to the young believer or the young unbeliever or or anybody in general, I want to kind of wrestle through what the implications of hearing that message is. And and I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the people um, in my life, whether it was my parents or, or people at the church that kind of gave me that vision of God's call for holiness in my life. But for me, like I said, I grew up in church. I said the prayer when I was four or five years old. I was baptized as a teenager. I was super involved in my youth ministry. Like I was always the one there at the end, the one early, all of that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, I actually wasn't a Christian in middle school, high school, or even when I was a kid. Like I would have called myself a Christian. I would have identified myself as a Christian. But at the end of the day, I was still the Lord of my own life. Like my life had not actually changed. Like there was not real, true, genuine fruit or life change that the Bible talks about when someone becomes a Christ follower. Like I talked about in the last episode, like we need to examine ourselves. The, the passage I think we read says to, to test our faith, to examine the fruit that's in our lives, to see whether or not we are in Christ. And as I began to do that, I began to realize, man, I am actually not in Christ. I hadn't actually experienced the grace of God. And so it wasn't until I was 19 years old that I actually experienced the grace of God and was saved. Um, and it wasn't any fault of anyone besides myself. Like I didn't submit myself to God. But but I listen back to myself thinking about that message of like 
it's God's way or the highway, or you better follow what God says or, or else. And to the unsaved Christian kid, to the kid that grew up in church, has heard the messages about holiness and then goes home and still wrestles with the same sins. For me, all that did was push me farther from God. All that did was push me further into shame. And what I've realized as I began to walk with God more and more and more is that it isn't God's way or the highway. Sure, God is creator of all things. Sure, God commands things of us and expects that we live a life and take holiness seriously. But it's not his strong-fisted, strong-willed, forcing us into submission that that does it. I want to read a passage out of Romans chapter 2, verse 8 that says this. Don't you see how wonderfully kind and tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? You see, it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. I think other translations actually said that it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Sure, there is punishment for sin and God does demand holiness, But I don't know if that's his heart. Like, I don't know if God's heart is that he's looking at us and being like, they better do this or else. Like, if this passage is true, that it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Don't you think that God is going to use kindness in order to bring us to repentance? Don't you think that it's probably going to be grace filled the way that he leads people to repentance? It's not going to be all this hellfire and brimstone. Like it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Sure, we still need to know the consequences of sin, but man, it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. My main passage I want to read today is John chapter 15, verse 10 and 11. And it kind of talks about the reason why we need to take holiness seriously. Like the biblical call to holiness and the reason why it matters. So you have Jesus talking, John chapter 15, verse 10 and 11. This is the NLT. It says this, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. See, Jesus is commanding that we obey his commandments so that we may remain in his love just as he remains in God's love. Jesus commands you, the listener, to obey the call to holiness. A life of turning from sin, a life of making war against the sins that so easily entangle us because that's what he wants for us. And that's that. That's what that passage says, that you better follow it or that's that. Like his way or the highway. No, that passage doesn't say that. I'm going to go into verse 11 in just a second, but I want to give you an example. When I was a kid, now I love my father. My dad is an amazing guy. He's he's an amazing Christ follower. He's been an example for me of how to just consistently follow God day in and day out. But my dad and I, we are so, so different. Like we just have different personalities. I'm super loud, talkative. He's a little bit more quiet, reserved. He takes his time in making decisions. I'm like, let's freaking go. Um, and, and my dad's a little bit more reserved than I am. But I'm, I was the type of kid that whenever my dad would give me something to do and he would ask me to do something or whatever, I would always need to know the reason why. Like I was that kid. I needed to be, I needed to understand the reason why I was doing something so I could fully do it. And I remember my dad at one point in every conversation, when he'd ask me to do something, I keep asking why, well, what's the reason? Like, I I need to understand why at some point my dad would always say, I told you so. 
And it's no fault of my dad. He is my authority figure in my life and I needed to do a better job of following his authority. But I think sometimes we read the commandments of God and we go, that's all he's saying. He's just saying, you do this because I told you so. Let's look at at some of the 10 commandments just, just for fun. So you shall have no other gods before me. And and we think of this probably as a Christian and we're like, you know what? I go to church. I pray. I read my Bible. I I even uh, sometimes give to the poor. I tithe. I do my sorts of things right. Like I'm not putting any other gods before, before God. But what I've noticed is when life gets stressful, when things get a little bit busy, what's the first thing that you scrap out of your schedule? What's the first thing that you scrap? Is it your things that bring you entertainment, the things that you really, really enjoy doing? Or do you sleep in a little bit later? You don't get into your Bible reading. Maybe you don't spend as much time in prayer. Maybe, oh, kids got a tournament. I got I to gotta miss church this week. Man, what is the first thing that you get rid of when life gets stressful? You see, you put your personal responsibilities, your weekly responsibilities before God. And we look at that and we're like, God's just telling us to do something. And it feels like a little bit controlling, like God's stepping in a little bit too much because he told us so, but I'm going to get back to our passage. That's not the reason why. Or the fact that we're supposed to honor our father and mother. I was just saying earlier, like I didn't do a very good job of of honoring my parents in in my life. And I still probably don't do as good of a job as I could. We always act like we know better than our parents, but God calls us to honor them. Or not to murder. And and the Christ follower or anyone is probably like, you know what? I, I haven't murdered anyone, murdered anyone, Mike, at least not lately. Um, but Jesus goes a step further and says, if you look at your brother with hate in your heart, you've done the same thing. And I think sometimes we can hear that and be like, okay, that's a stretch, Jesus. I get you want me to follow you. I get you want me to, to pursue holiness. But to not look at my brother with hate in my heart, even when he's wronged me, that's the same as murder. Come on. Or you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes it a step further and he goes, if you looked at a woman or a man with lust in your heart, you are guilty of the same sin. I feel like Jesus is stepping on our toes a little bit. And then another one, you shall not covet. Like, what's the big deal of looking at someone's stuff and being like, hey, I I want that. I want the nice car. I want the Tesla. I want the Lamborghini. Like, come on, man. It's not that big of a deal to, to want things. Jesus says, no, do not covet. You see, we have a tendency to look at these things and either look at them like they're not that big of a deal. They're not that bad. Or we feel like God is trying to control us. Like that person is wrong. Me, that person hurt me. That person said rude things about me. It's not a big deal that I hate them or dislike them strongly. And Jesus says, it's the same thing as murder. Or you see an attractive person walking by and it's just a passing glance. It's not that big of a deal. And Jesus calls it adultery. You see, what's wrong with looking at my neighbor's car and being like, I wish I had that or I wish my house was bigger. What's the big deal? You see, God is calling you to holiness. You see, I think I he- we hear these commandments or we weed through these five things and we see the, the kind of seriousness that Jesus says that we should have when we look at holiness. And, and we tend to get a bo- little bit bogged down. Like we go, well, we're never going to be able to do this perfectly. So who cares? Or we're like, man, we're just so full of shame. We're like, we, we just can't do this thing. Why would I even pursue this? Or we try to fight off this, this thing, or we don't take it too seriously. We don't listen really to what God is calling us to do because we feel like God is saying there, it's my way or the highway. 
We feel like God's saying, you better do this or else. But let's go back to our passage in John chapter 15. Because that's not his heart in calling us to holiness. That's not his heart in commanding us to live in a certain way. John chapter 15, verse 10 and 11. I'm going to read the whole thing again. When you obey my commandments, this is Jesus talking, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. When you obey his commandments, when you do what he has told you to do, when you follow what Jesus is calling you to into a life of of getting rid of as much sin as you possibly can and in pursuit of him, what is going to be the result? It's not going to be a God that's controlling you. It's going to be you experiencing joy. Yes, joy that overflows. You see, God isn't telling you to do certain things in your life just so that he can control you. He's not saying it's my way or the highway. He's calling you. He's commanding you to do these things because he knows that it leads to your joy. A pastor I like to listen to, uh, Matt Chandler, puts it this way. God isn't after your begrudging submission. Let me say that again. God is not after your begrudging submission. Like where you're trying to fight him back and forth. and You're like, oh, okay, I'll cave God and I'll do what you want me to do. No, he's after you pursuing holiness because he knows in turn you will experience more and more joy. You see, all that God is trying to do is align your life, align the way that you're living around the way in which he designed the world to function. And he knows that if you live a life that is that is surrounded by the things of God, that is pursuing the things of God, that is aligned with the way he designed the universe to work, it's going to lead to more and more joy. You see, we know, we've talked about in previous episodes, that we have a gracious father. We have a high priest who sympathizes in our weaknesses with Jesus in heaven. So why are we so worried about the the commands that he puts on our lives? Like Jesus knows what we're going through. He's walked through the same things. He sympathizes in our weakness. He's not trying to control us. He's trying to get us to experience life and joy the way that he has intended it to be for us. You see, we don't have a heavenly father that is sitting in heaven waiting for us to fall short. And then when we do, he's like our pissed off dad after work, after a long day, and he just has no patience left and can't deal with the things that we've fallen short on. No, we have a gracious heavenly father. You see, when we choose the things of this world over him, yes, we do grieve the spirit of God, but he's not sitting up in heaven waiting to smite us just because we make a mistake. God is disappointed in our failures because he knows that his children, his son, his daughter is missing out on his goodness, is missing out on the joy that they could experience if they were to just take holiness seriously. Jesus has told us these things so that we will be filled with joy. Yes, that our joy would overflow. You see, my challenge for you guys this week, if you've listened through this episode, is to take holiness seriously. Like the psalmist writes, like, examine my heart, O God. Point out anything in my heart that offends you. Go to God with that prayer. 
And when he reveals the things that he is going to call you away from, from, or possibly call you into, answer that command, answer that call with a resounding yes. Because you know that you have a father that isn't just trying to get you to to do the things because he said so. No, he is trying to lead you into more joy. More joy awaits your life if you would just simply seek out the kingdom of God first and to take holiness seriously. And what will end up happening in your life if you do this is, is it will relieve the pressure of when you fall short. That you don't have to be filled with shame. You don't have to be filled with sadness when you fall short or go to God timidly. No, you just know that you missed out on what God had for you. So it bums you out more because you know you're not experiencing the good life that God has promised. Because you chose the world over him. So you're not ashamed to go to him. You just go to him and say, God, I missed out. I repent. I turn from my sin. I want to experience life in the way that you have called me to. So the challenge this week is to take holiness seriously. That's all I got for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope it was a challenge for you. I know it's a challenge for me. And so I just pray that you would go into this week and really seek to find out what God might be calling you out of or be calling you into and see what joy awaits when you begin to take holiness seriously serious. Thanks for joining us on Doctor and for Dummies. This was episode number three, talking about a call to holiness. I love you guys. I'll see you later. Bye.